This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. It's the MVSP Season 3, Episode 42. Wow, 42 episodes so far this semester, Brandon. That's pretty crazy for us to be able to get to. But we got a packed show for you guys today. Fair State Sports Report. Some college hoops coming back into the mix. Maybe something else later on. We'll let you guys kind of have a surprise for that. But we got a big interview as well today with Brendan McCallion, a senior defenseman uh, for the Fair State hockey team. So very excited for that. That's going to be a great time. But without further ado, Brandon... Let's swing it on over to the interview. Now joining us in studio, Ferris State hockey player, Brennan McCallion is here. Brennan, welcome. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Brandon, it's good to have you in the studio and, uh, you know, you just answer some questions. The one thing that was on my mind, especially when you agreed to come on the show, and the one thing that Brandon was pretty surprised about is... Uh, you went to Robert Morris University before this, and for a lot of you guys who don't know about college hockey scene, they actually got their program cut, and uh, it's going to be coming back, especially with a lot of support from the community, from the uh, you know college hockey in general. They got a lot of support and a lot of donors, but for you, they're not going to be coming back to the 2023-2024 season, so it's kind of up in the air for where you're going to come. You end up coming to Ferris State. Can you kind of talk about how the University of Robert Morris kind of let you guys know that the program was going to get cut and kind of go in depth and detail a little bit about that yeah uh it was a mess i guess to to say the least uh, i was actually with justin we were uh we were just skating it was like a wednesday you know in the middle of summer we were literally just getting ready to go on the ice and we were getting ready to skate and i was just getting dressed in the locker room but before that like earlier in the day at like 12 30 we got an email from the athletic department saying there's a very like quote unquote there's a very important meeting so like hop on this zoom call Oh. And we're like, okay. Like, we maybe thought, like, as hockey players, we had a pretty good year the year before. And we're like, okay, maybe, like, you know, we're getting, like, some cool update, locker room update. Or, you know, most of us, like, because all the athletes had to be on it. It wasn't just the hockey team. Yeah. So, like, we're like, maybe it has something to do with COVID or, you know, something, like, along the lines of that or vaccines or something. We're like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. And lo and behold, like, we got on the call. And I'm actually, like, so I'm in the locker room getting dressed. I'm, like, half-dressed, whatever. Just had my phone sitting like right next to me in the locker room. I heard was, you know, the president and the AD get on and they were like, we're cutting men's and women's ice hockey. Wow. And I just, look, I look, my jaw drops. I'm like, I look at my brother. I'm like, you know, I just go numb like my whole body. And I'm just like, do you just like hear what I heard? And he's like, yeah. And oh crap. And obviously worse words were said than well, that a couple yeah. expletives were kind yeah. of talked about a yeah, little bit. Sure, sure. yeah um and you know i just kind of went into disbelief i went into shock and you know it was just bad timing i mean think about like you know it was the middle of the summer i think it was may 26th if i remember correctly sorry my brain might not be working good but um and you know at that time too you got to think about it um you know the transfer portal is already full because COVID the year before um so kids were trying to transfer out and you know get to play that year um, and kids are just leaving, going other places. And so the transfer portal's full. There's like 300, 400 kids in there, whatever. I don't know. And then on top of it, you know, it's late in the summer. We got about a month or so to have to be back to campus. And, you know, teams are done recruiting. You know, they've done all their recruiting. They have their incoming guys. And then, you know, they have their tr- some transfers if they wanted to take them. Then all their money, you know, they got, took all their money away, gave it all them. And it's like, okay, what, what am I going to do from here? 
So, I mean, it was just kind of, I think they could have done it a lot better. You know, a lot of us always talked about it. It was just like, you know, they could have at least come up to us and told us like, hey, you know, this is your guys' last year. You know, maybe there's something you can do about it. Or, you know, there's just so many other ways they can go about it and do it. I mean, especially because we were, you know, biased, biasedly, like we were really good in the community. We were good on the ice. Like we were pretty successful teams. And I think the women, they were in the tournament that year. We won our regular season championship. Um, and so we've had like a little history of success in our conference for the most part. And, you know, just the way we got treated by the university and the way they went about it, it was just very, very unfortunate, I guess. And it's just something I wish upon really nobody. Yeah. But it, it taught taught me a lot, that's for sure. Yeah, and to kind of carry on to that one, like we mentioned before how, like, the community got behind a lot of donors and, and people like that really kind of brought the program back. How good is that to see that, you know, although it's going to be a rebuilding process for them, especially since a lot of the players are gone now, how good is it going to see that, you know, Colonial Hockey can really continue on pretty soon? Yeah, I mean, that's going to put a smile on my face for sure because, you know, I, you know, obviously would have never left if that didn't happen. And, you know, just be able for, you know, other kids to get the chance to put on the RMU colors in the jersey and, you know, represent that school. And hopefully, you know, I know they got a great coach in Derek Schooley over there and, you know, he's done nothing but help me. And, you know, I'm sure pretty positive he's going to help, you know, every other kid that steps into that locker room and on that ice. And, you know, I just hope they're going to be successful and I know they will. Yeah, and I mean, after that whole, that that crazy scenario, I mean, you find up your way here, uh, here at Ferris uh, with Coach Daniels, and uh, it, when you went through that process, what exactly brought you here? Because I know you uh, you played with some of the guys that are currently on the team, like Jason Branshaw, Marshall Moyes in amateurs. Did that co- factor in your decision, or what was the major part that brought you here? Your brother's here, too, so that's probably a big thing. <laughs> yeah, that, too. Um, obviously, yeah, Justin being here was a pretty, pretty big part in it, I guess, because they kind of knew who I was through him. Um, but I mean, I think they were they were the first team that contacted me, you know, because they heard, you know, right after the news, they were on Justin actually, like, you know, how's your brother doing? Um, you know, what are his plans? And selfishly, like, I really had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I didn't know what to think. I was on the phone with all my, you know, old teammates, you know, coaches, like trying to figure out what's going on. But um, you know, they were really good about it. I think it would be wrong if I didn't say Justin being here had a part to do with it. You know, I I don't think if Justin was here, then you know I probably I'd be somewhere else um but you know once you know the my situation I guess was a little different too because when I did talk to Ferris and I came up on a visit because it's really close to home for me it's only two two and a half hours so it was very very easy for me to get up here and obviously like with the the I guess temperature of like the situation um you know I kind of had to act quick and take whatever was given to me so, like, Ferris came up. They're like, yeah, we want you to come on a visit, whatever. And came up here on a visit and talked to the coaches. Obviously, had a good conversation with them. And, you know, I think just getting the chance to, you know, play college hockey with your twin brother, I think that's pretty cool. It's something you can't pass up. And then mom and dad can always come up, too. I mean, they've been up every home weekend, I think. So they're loving it just as much as we are. <laughs> but um, but another thing that kind of factored into it for me was, like, when I was younger playing, you know, AAA and stuff in Michigan, is I always told myself, I'm like, you know, Ferris would be a really cool school to go to. You know, obviously, like, Michigan or Michigan State, but, you know, obviously, you know, kind of tough didn't really happen. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Ferris was always good yeah. when I was younger coming yeah. up and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, if I could go to Ferris, you know, I'd be pretty if, – if I could tell my 16-year-old self, hey, you're going to be at Ferris State, I'd be pretty happy with it. So, you know, things with that and then playing with Justin and being close to home, close to my buddies, it was definitely, definitely an easy decision. 
Yeah, that's really cool. And speaking of Justin, was there like any learning curve for the teammates kind of figuring you two apart? I mean, of course, on the ice, like you got different numbers and stuff. So, I mean, it's easy to tell apart and you're in different positions and stuff like that. But was there anything like when you're in the locker room or something like people kind of miss call you by the wrong name at all or something like that? Um, I think the guys, it took them a little bit. Like they, they kind of knew Justin, obviously, from three, four years before. But there's definitely some guys who just kind of look at me. One of the first <laughs> uh, instances I had with Jacob Dirks, actually, this was the funniest thing. I'll never forget it. And I was, so we live, we all live at Oakwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hanging outside with the guys and Dirks walks out of his apartment. And he just gives me like this stare look, like up and down. Like he's just 30 <laughs> seconds just like looking at me with this blank stare on his face. He's just like. J Mick? I'm like, no, it's B Mick. He's like, oh my God, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, like, that was one of the funnier things. And then uh, it's actually funny. Our coaches have actually, you know, Coach Bob and uh, Dave Sensor and Koff have actually got us mixed up a couple times. That's funny. So, it's been a couple instances where I've had to be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Brendan, I'm not Justin. So, it's been. It's been funny, but hey, we've dealt with it our whole life, so we're used to it. Gotcha. I mean, that's that is pretty funny that story. Um, with uh, being both of you having similar interests and being here, like, what's the what's the main thing when you're like, what's the difference between J Mick and B Mick? What's the number one thing that people would say? Like personality wise, or like sure. Uh, I mean. I don't want to say this, but there's a joke going around on the team right now that I'm the alpha. Uh. Um, <laughs> I am the older one. I am older by one minute, but I take that to the grave. You know, I always tell him I'm older than you, at least by a minute. So, um, but tell us apart. I think I'm, uh, we're both pretty like relaxed and calm yeah. down and kind of like reserved, I guess. But if I had to put my money on it, I'd say Justin's a little more outgoing than I am. Um, but we're both very similar. Um, physically wise, like he has two moles on the side of his face and I don't have any moles on the side of my face. Mm-hmm. So that's really how people tell. Um, I have a skinnier face. He's got a rounder face. Um, but you know, personality wise, it's kind of, kind of hard. We're really like the same person, just more reserved, you know, just kind of like to do our work and, you know, not really be noticed. Sure. And speaking of differences, especially with, like, the program and stuff between RMU and Ferris State, was there, like, any learning curves that you had to deal with, kind of, you know, getting into a new culture of hockey, new system and stuff like that, especially with, you know, uh, Daniels being a different coach and stuff like that, especially learning that type of stuff? Um, Yeah. I mean, it was, like, it was the hardest thing for me, I think. You know, I thought it was going to be a little easier than it turned out to be. Um, But I learned, obviously, a lot about myself this year, but obviously about the process of, like, change. You know, I was... At the beginning of this, I think I was very stubborn in the fact that, you know, obviously being at RMU for three years, you know, I was going to be a captain this year. So I was like kind of like stuck on RMU. Like I was just like, oh, well, at RMU we did this. At RMU we did this. We did it this way. You know, about anything, whether it was like practice, you know, preparation, the amount of video we watch, you know, how we travel on the road. I was always comparing it to like RMU, RMU. And I think, you know, it's good to look at that stuff. But at the same time, you know, I think it stopped me from, kind of enjoying it at first and kind of being able to just find my niche, I guess you could say. Um, I was constantly comparing everything, but, you know, it was definitely, it was definitely a learning curve. Um, Things were done differently and that's okay. You know, we, we do things a little differently in practice on the ice. Um, Systems wise are different. Um, But, you know, they're all things you kind of got to adapt to. And I think that's a big part of, you know, growing up. And I think that was, you know, something that's made me really realize, you know, this year and something I'm trying to do better at, but, like why? Like it's really like the same stuff. Though when you look at it, um, you know we're all 
smart enough, good enough hockey players to kind of adjust to the stuff on the ice, whether it's four check or D zone. Yeah. Um, things are different wherever you go, but you kind of, you know, you live and learn through trial and error. That's what practice is for. We practice all week. And so it's been, it's been tough. You know, I think the second half I've done a lot better, um, but just trying to, you know, kind of just not that I'm not bought in because I am bought, bought in yeah. to what they want to do. It's just, it's very, can be very hard sometimes. So I'm just trying to do my best. Yeah. Breaking habits, you know, that you've developed for three years is probably really tough to, really tough to do. Yeah. And I don't know, like I was just, to put it the best way, I was just really happy where I was at RMU. Yeah. And I was just, I never thought I was going to be gone or never thought, you know, because when you go to a college, you think you're going to be there all four years, right? Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm going to be here all four years and this is how it's going to be. And, but you know, stuff happens. And, yeah. You know, that, that's life. So, I mean, I learned a lot, but Definitely a learning curve for me, but I think I've done pretty well with it. Yeah, uh, but I mean, right now you guys are in pretty good shape. You've won three of your last five going up to face uh, Lake State up in the Sioux. What's been the the team's mindset really over this this second half? You guys have really been turning it on. I mean, obviously Minnesota State was a little rough, but after those games, you guys have really settled in. And what's necessarily the 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 mindset going now with the last two two weeks before CCHA? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know the mindset for us has been you know intensity and you know belief. You know, I think the beginning of the season, we really didn't believe a lot in ourselves, especially you can look at some games where we had leads going into the third period or leads in the last 10 minutes of the game, and, you know, we end up losing that game. And I think it happened, I don't know, six, seven times that first half. Um, yeah, it's tough. And even yeah. against St. Thomas a couple of weeks ago, tied it up with under a minute left, and then we lose in the last 20 seconds. Um, but I think it's little things like that, like just believing in ourselves and believing in our systems and, you know, having a good work ethic, I think, you know, throughout the year, we've gotten a lot better and just dialing in and, you know, really focus on things we have to do and yeah. worrying about things we have to control. And that's, you know, how we play, you know, executing our systems and, you know, special teams and things like that. So we've done a really good job of, I think, um, really dialing that stuff in. And, you know, it showed, you know, we've, you know, we, we always think going into a game that, you know, we can compete with teams and we can beat teams. It's just, are we going to, what team's going to show up? You know, we've been very inconsistent, I think, the first half. And the second half, we've been a little more consistent. And we've kind of, you know, figured that out. But um, I think it's just coming down to, you know, believing in ourselves and believing in our ability because we can be a really good team. We are a really good team. It's just we got to show up every night. For sure. And, uh, you know, when me and Brandon get there at the rink, you know, we got to get there a little early since we work for athletics and stuff. I mean, when I go get beat-ups, I got to walk through you guys, like, <laughs> kicking the soccer ball up. I see Stein with his stretches every once yeah. in a while. Are there any like superstitions that you have for your pregame routines or anything that you like need to do to get ready, uh, you know, to get locked in? I got too many. You guys are gonna think I'm crazy. Let her, let him rip. Let uh, him rip. I want to hear. Well, my my pregame rituals start on Thursday. Uh, oh, so you got quite the build. Wow. You got quite the build. Yeah. Up. Well, I'm not as bad as Stein though. Stein I think starts like Monday, Tuesday. So that guy, that guy's a robot. I was going to say, I know exactly <laughs> where he's at when he's doing yeah, his stretches. I you can, can make sure not to get You can really look at a clock, and I can tell you at exactly what time what Logan Stein will be doing. But, hey, it helps him, and he's been playing, you know, well for us lately. So, but, yeah, I mean, I got too many. Uh, Thursday, so you guys know what, like, Normatec boots are? Or, yeah. like, air boots are? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. You yeah, track yeah. and field, right? Yep. So those are, like, my best friend the whole weekend. I got to do those um, Thursday night. And while I do those, I got to read a book. It's like a... Like a growing book, a sports book, it's, you know, I have like, it's called, you know, Mind Gym. It's all about like mental toughness and stuff or high yeah. performance habits or some some sort of like that kind of book just to kind of like ease my mind and kind of get, you know, good rest. Um, Friday, we'll wake up in the morning, 
I always got to wake up, you know, a couple hours before you got to be at the rink. I'll make a full on breakfast, you know, eggs, yogurt, toast, you know, fruit. The whole nine yards. Whole nine yards. Um, and then we'll go to the rink. Um, we'll go to morning skate. Um, and me and Nico DeVita, a freshman, we always have, at the end of morning skate, we'll always go in like one of the ends because we're both defensemen. We'll both work on point shots. It's but So we, on the right side, we each get uh, we go two times. It's three pucks each time. So we get six six shots on one side, six shots on the other side. That's it. Don't even think about touching a puck. Don't look at another puck. Just get off the ice after that. Um, get back into the locker room. Um, then by that time, it's like, I don't know, 11, 30, 12 almost. So then me and Justin will go back to Oakwood. I'll have a little uh, bio steel. I got to have that right after I break a little sweat because – I think I'm dehydrated if I don't. <laughs> um, me and Justin will just hang out till team uh, team meal at 1:30. Um, you know, I'll have pasta, chicken, um, bread. I have exactly four pieces of bread. It's always three during the meal and then one after the meal. And before I leave the rink, I gotta have. We always have like a little thing of Gatorade, like in our yeah. locker room. So I gotta have two cups of two little cups of Gatorade before I leave, and then. I go back home, do the Norma text one more time, take a nap from through 2.45 to 4.15, wake up, shower, and then get dressed. Uh, and then I always have a little handful of candy before I leave my house. I don't know why. <laughs> don't <laughs> it's only, hey, it's only crazy I, if it doesn't work. Yeah, it's only crazy if it doesn't I've work. I've been doing yeah. it since juniors. So um, that's just my pregame. But when I get to the rink, like that's when it gets like, even more crazy, like you have to like tape your sticks at all or do anything like that. So, get to the rink, get undressed, like get in my gitch, um, and I usually get there, try and get there at like right at five. Yeah. Get dressed. I go get a coffee from the the kitchen, a bagel, a Cliff Bar. Sometimes I'll have fruit snacks. Depends how I'm feeling, because <laughs> I have to talk to Brendan Rons actually. So he's like one of the other defensemen. I always tell him like what I'm eating. Like I'm like, hey Rons, like. So I had my coffee already. I had my bagel. I had my Cliff Bar. Do you think I should have like fruit snacks? Like, do you think I'm all set? It's like, yeah, I think you're good. Or he'll tell me, no, you should go get some fruit snacks. <laughs> so I listen to Ron's, do whatever he does. So then after I eat, I'll uh, go tape my stick, tape it the same way. You a toe to heel or heel to toe guy? Heel to toe. And I leave ah. the toe, leave the toe out, and I use black. Well, you don't sock, you don't sock it, do you? Uh-uh. Oh, interesting. Yep. I don't know. I just never done it. I mean, I used to do it, but I'm just not a skill guy. I don't think. Yeah, you so, know, I mean, you're you <laughs> only got to protect the middle of the yeah, play. You know, exactly. So uh, after that, um, take my stick, put my stick away, finish my. I gotta finish my coffee before I go and play soccer. Play soccer till the meeting. Um, we have our team meeting. Uh, we'll go stretch, roll out. Then I have to before we. Uh, so we do. We roll out. I gotta roll out in the same spot. And that's right at the Bulldog Head and Wink. Uh, it's right next to Justin, too. And then after we roll out, before we do, like, our dynamic warm-up, I always got to do a lap. Wherever we're warming up, I always got to do, like, a lap. Come back in from warm-ups, I always got to see our trainer, Brady Hopkins. He's the best. Um, he stretches out, like, my groins, hips, all that stuff. And then when I get dressed, <laughs> yeah, there's more. <laughs> uh, I always have... So I always have BioSteel, water, and then my Gatorade bottle, like that one right there. Yeah. So I have three things or two things of water, a thing of BioSteel. Um, 
put headphones in, listen to music while I'm getting dressed. What's the playlist? Um, it's kind of like everything, like EDM, old rap, new rap. Um, you know, I've been making this playlist since I think 2016. So you're a Spot- got, like, Spotify or Apple Music Apple guy? Music. Ooh, Apple Music. Apple Music. I'm a Spotify no. guy. <laughs> I don't know why. I always liked something like that just comes on the iPhone. Like it's not an ex- like another app you have to get. You don't just, have to like download yeah, or anything. Yeah, and it all links up to my like my Mac and everything, so like I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, so, like, that's that's why I like it. Um, but yeah, my playlist really really anything. But mo- I've been on an EDM trend here recently. Um, but listen to music when I'm getting dressed. Um, what else? Let's see. I got to put everything my right side on before my left. Um, and so after everything I put on, so I go like shin pads socks pants but every time like in between i have to take like my gatorade bottle like that take a couple squirts of water i don't know why i don't know why i just do <laughs> just it just to have it See, just like, to have i it. think it's like more routine and like not superstition i just been doing it forever um then after that um i'll get to like the middle like the mid part so i just have like my pants and skates on and everything and it's usually like i don't know like Let's say we got like 10 minutes probably before we have to be out for warm-ups. And um, so I put my hood up and I just like kind of close my eyes and kind of like visualize what I want to do in that game. And, you know, kind of like positive self-talk sort of thing, like imagery thing to kind of get me, you know, in the right mindset. Um, and I'll put all my stuff on, have all my handshakes with everyone or whatever. But I always go out with three minutes left before we go. Like, so we like there's three minutes on the clock. I'll always be walking out of the locker room. And before I leave the locker room, I got to tap my stick twice on the ground. All right. <laughs> I mean, there's even more during intermission, but it's more so the same thing. Like, I, my bio still, I got to drink, like, I don't know, like a third of it after the first period, the middle part of it after the second, then I finish it before the third. Then I have a cliff bar before the third period. And I think... <laughs> I think that's it. Wow. So, I mean, I hate to have to sit through what Logan Stein has to do. Yeah. I I don't know how, because, like, it gets to a point in the middle of the year where you're, like, you're just, like, you're just kind of going through the motions. You're, like, because if you don't do it, at least for me, like, like, I just feel, like, off. I'm, like, I didn't do something today. And I I do certain things on the ice, too, but we don't have to go into that if you guys don't want to. Yeah, we can talk about that off air or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I will say one thing, the fact of, like, Cross country and track has that superstitious vibe. Just hearing that other athletes from other sports do it. Oh, I, I do love hearing that I, stuff. It's just, it's something that, I don't know. Like People call us crazy, but it helps. You develop some, you develop yeah. things that you need to do. And then like, you know, if you have a good game after you yeah. do it, it's like, got to keep it well, in the routine. Like, if I have like, feel like I have a good game, I'll be like, did I do something different today? Or like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. And like, I'll be like, all right, I'm doing that now. Yeah, but you're replaying like, everything back in your mind. Like, what? Where, where was the difference? Where was we're the difference? crazy. Like, psych. <laughs> yeah. like, I wish I wasn't like that. Like, some guys come to the rink and don't do anything. Like, do whatever. I'm like, I wish I was like you, but I'm not. It's bad. Just yeah. suit up and get ready to skate, but now you have to yeah. do all that stuff. It's exactly. Fun. For sure, for sure. But one last question for you, Brendan. We appreciate your time and all the insight that you've given us. <laughs> uh, what has been your favorite thing while you've been here at Fair State? Favorite thing? I mean, I think it's kind of like just simple. It's just being with the guys all the time. Like, we work together, like, all the time. And I think, obviously, I can say being with Justin is my favorite, but I'm always with him 24-7, even at home. Kid mm-hmm. gets annoying. But <laughs> but I think just, like, the camaraderie and being with the guys is just, it's second to none. I think it's something as, like, an older guy you kind of value more and more. Yeah. Um, especially because at Oakwood, like, we all live in the same block. So, like, we all live in the 900 blocks. We're, like, all right next to each other. We're, 
you know, steps away from each other, which is awesome. And, but, you know, I think obviously just being with the guys, I think that's something I value a lot and obviously got taken away from me at RMU. So that's something I'm just trying to like value and try and enjoy, you know, my time here. So. Wow, that's incredible. That's awesome to see, really. But yeah. thank you so much again for coming on. Really appreciate taking time. Hopefully the bye week goes well, especially yep. with your injury. You can get recovered for next week when you head up to the Sioux. But thank you so much for the time that you spent here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. That was awesome. Special thanks to Brennan McCallion for joining us. We appreciate all of his time. If there's an athlete out there, let us know who you want to see on the show and have us interview. We've had a lot of great ones so far, uh, and we look forward to having a lot of great more interviews coming, especially now that we still we got three months left of competition, so That's pretty, true. pretty exciting. And then we so. got a whole year of school after that because we got one more year left. But we have summer first, though. Well, I mean, yeah, but we can figure some out then. We, we, we still got athletes coming on the show. We got a plenty. We got a big roster coming on. Absolutely. Speaking of the Ferris State Sports Report, let's dive right in. Starting on the hardwood, we got basketball, men's and women's, tonight, Thursday, February 3rd, against Davenport. The tip-off times, 5.30 for the women's game, 7.30 or following the women's game for men's. Uh, should be a good contest. I think the biggest key with both of these teams is obviously we're the favorites going in mm-hmm. and definitely have that that upper boost in rankings-wise. I mean, I would love to see both of these teams come out and dominate, take care of the basketball, and get the job done and move on. Yeah, for sure. If we're able to really go in there, do some business, it's going to be great. We uh, Women's played Davenport already. They won 72-55 to 55 when they traveled there. Uh, but the men's team got canceled uh, due to COVID protocol. So we're going to be seeing them this Monday uh, at 7 o'clock when we travel there. It's just going to be a single game. But regardless, I think it's going to be a good test for us, uh, especially since we haven't seen them before late, this late in the season. I'm pretty excited to see what they're going to be able to do. i got to check the standings real quick because I'm not really sure where Davenport is on the They're middle of the road. Yeah. They're 5-5 five and five in the GLIAC. So it's not going to be a easy game, I don't think, because Davenport, you know, they've been perennially a... Uh, okay team. They've been, you know, been able to disrupt some teams and stuff like that. So definitely not a game where we can take lightly. But I think if we just go in, start out hot, get that energy off the bench early with guys like Ben Davidson, Ethan Erickson, the guys who can bring some electricity, then I think we're going to be good. And then you know, if we can get that rolling into the second half, we're going to be solid. Because we're a second half team. It's just really about how we start in the first half. Kind of dictates how we're going to be able to play in the second. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, this game on paper is going to be. Uh, a, a guard matchup on both sides. That's what Davenport's mo is using the back or the backcourt as much as possible. They're their primary point scorers, like Jaron Randall, Chris Rollins, uh, Mercedes Leach Jr. Those are their leading scorers in the guard spots. So they're definitely going to be the guys taking the higher volume of looks. So uh, I, I mean, I'm looking at this game as far as like who we're going to be, or how we're able, or how we are going to be able to get an advantage. I think inside is definitely going to be a big one. Um, their center, uh, Luke Marinka, he's a sophomore. Um, he's definitely a good player. He's not necessarily a, a polished, uh, great player. I think Logan Ryan and Bayas Grizzoulis can get some points tonight, um, and I'd love to see them have great games as well. Reese Hazleton would be great to see in there as well, mm-hmm. um, have good nights. I think there's an advantage down low. Um, but I mean, obviously, I mean, we can get it done just shooting the rock really well like we do at home. So, But all I'm saying, don't settle. I mean, let's get good looks, let's get inside out, and let's play good Ferris State basketball. Use the momentum sure. and the counterattack, fast break, get open looks, and let's give the fans something to watch because that's certainly something that this team does often. Exactly, and the thing is we're going to be able to look forward to a great game on the women's side as well. 
Davenport's at the bottom of the table, but that still doesn't mean that they could shock the world a little bit. We're eight and four so far, fourth in the GLIAC. We're going to be looking for a pretty good start. I mean, if Caden Blanchard, Mallory McCartney can kind of light it up from three. Adrian Anderson is probably due for a big game. She's kind of been, I mean, not low. She's been hitting double digits, but you know those twenty point games are, uh, you know, something that she's not a stranger to. So we're be, hopefully being able to see something from that. Zoe Anderson as well, hopefully rolling over from her leading scorer from the other night. So I'm really excited to see what uh, the uh, the women do. Uh, they got a really great chance to really start a run here, especially, I mean, they've played Davenport before. They know what they're going to be able to see. Uh, they're probably looking for a repeat, so I'm excited to see what it is. I'm going to be a little bit late to this game. I think you're going to be a little bit late to this game, too. We got a classic. It's out of 545. Tip-offs at 530. What are you going to do with scheduling? You know how it is. Hey, Edu- education comes first. So It is It is what it is, you know. That's the classic yeah. thing. But I think the live tweets are going to be a little bit late, so don't worry about it. Hey, we'll still keep you up to date, though. That's Joe will be there, I promise. You. I will be there. It's It'll a little be bit late. But, yeah, I mean, looking at Davenport, I mean, obviously the record tells a big tale already from just the the just the off-context view of, like, yeah, this isn't a great team. But don't forget, this team was beating us after our first quarter in Caledonia a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. this team is not necessarily your just pro- prototypical team that is just going to lay down. Their season's already over. Like, they, they fought really hard in that game at home at Davenport for them a couple weeks ago. So they're going to come out firing. I know that they're hungry. They would love to make an upset here, especially for a team that's still in the hunt for the top seed. I mean, we're not too far off potentially jumping back up to second because, I mean, if you look at the standings, I mean, Saginaw Valley right now 7-2, and two, Michigan Tech 7-3. and three, We're right there at 8-4. and four, Wayne State's at 7-4. and four. It's an open race for the two spot, and there it is a really close race. So this is a big game. I mean, taking care of business. I mean, you mentioned it. Adrian Anderson, Zoe Anderson, those guys. Those two have been really good in the scoring columns as of late. Um, but, I mean, also we're really good at distributing the rock, too. I mean, Mallory and Adrian both in the top leading, uh, top three leading assist leaders in the GLIAC as of now. I mean, they're they're do a great job of finding the open, the open shooter. So, being able to get those open shots, I think, will be available tonight um, as Davenport is more predominantly an offensive team than defensive team. So I think we're going to get them looks. Um, and, I mean, really, this is all a gear up. I mean, you got to tune up for Saturday because that, those are going to be the big games. Those yeah, are the ones the, that are going to count. That's the big game. That's probably what's on everybody's mind. It really stinks because I'm not going to be there. Uh, I have some prior commitments to uh, attend to. But regardless, it's going to be a great game. I mean, both on the men's and women's side, women's have a chance to take down the number one seeded uh, Grand Valley. They're 10-1 and one so far in the GLIAC. I don't know who their only loss has come to. But, I mean, we were still pretty close when we traveled down to Allendale to take them on. Grand Valley for the men's side is uh, sitting in a nice easy three spot. Uh, they're eight and four so far, but we got the big eleven and zero. Haven't lost, so we're going to be trying to continue that unbeaten streak, especially at Wink. That that place is going to be rocking. I'm really excited to see what uh, you know the atmosphere is going to be like in there. I know that a lot of students are going to be showing up. I know a lot of uh, Ferris Faithful are going to be showing up. Anytime that Grand Valley comes to town, it's a big deal. So uh, that's going to be something we definitely got to watch out for. Guys like Jake Van Tuberen, who is you know consistently in the talks for South Division Player of the Week. However, he's the guy down low, and Logan Ryan uh, kind of shut him down last time a little bit. There was talk, they, The one thing about Grand Valley is they compared Walt and Jake last time. I think we talked about this. Bad you choice. You can't even compare those two guys because they're two different spots. But anyways, Walt just took care of business. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to what he's able to do. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, Ben coming off the bench. A lot of those guys, Lee, Dorian, those guys doing some work as well. So it's going to be a good game. Hopefully we can, you know, finish the weekend undefeated, keep it up, get to 13-0. But, you know, it's going to be a tough one.
Yeah, and I, I love that you made that comparison from last game because we they had hyped that up so much on the, the Grand Valley Athletic pages. Come like, out. It would have been cooler if they compared like Jake and Logan and yeah. then like see how that would have gone. What but. I loved is like, yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, Walt didn't have a good game. He only had 10. It's like, yeah, because you guys let Dorian and Lee light it up from deep. They were 8 of 13 in this game all the way back in January. Like, they just went off, both of them 23 and 21 points respectively. Uh, as well as them coming on this show. We appreciate it hearing them learn how to shoot uh, great time. on this great team. Time. It was a great interview. You can check that out in the feed below. I took their advice. I did shoot the three ball in our IM game. Yes, Joe, I think I'm averaging, I'm averaging a nice cool 15 points right oh, now, so not too bad. I checked his stats. Dog. I wish they kept track of assists because mine I definitely would be yeah, up there. Yeah, they don't check that either. But, but I am the team leader in blocks, and I'm like, what? Give me a high starting, five, Brandon. Starting, Let's see if we can hear this on the... Yeah, there we go. starting two guard. Uh, anyway, back to Ferris basketball. <laughs> uh, they're definitely more reputable at that game than we are, but we just have fun anyway. But yeah, I mean, looking at... Grand Valley, I mean, they definitely wanted to establish the presence inside with guys like Van Tober, Tober again, like Negron as well. Um, but I think this is definitely a game that we can control. I mean, now that we're at home, that's going to make the the job a little bit or a little bit better. Obviously, I mean, if you'd prefer, you'd want to play on your home floor, and we see what this team can do offensively on our home floor. It's so fun to see. So, uh, uh, but they're going to be looking to establish the the inside the inside advantage with those guys. But if we can shut them out and we can be able to shoot the lights out, I mean, we're going to be in great shape. But uh, also with the women's, uh, I did look up the the stat check on their lone loss. It was back in December. They had lost in a fifty-one to forty-five defensive dogfight to Saginaw Valley Dang. at home. Back all the way, that was almost two months. That was two months ago. So they they've really moved on well since then. I mean, obviously they got us at Allendale, but now it's revenge. It's revenge time back home here in the B rap. So I, I'm really looking forward to this game just to see how we respond. Because I mean, we've been on we've been on a good road of playing some good basketball as of late. Um, definitely not as many W's as we would like, but I mean, this team's definitely getting better. We've seen that um they're starting to fit into the roles really well so i'm really looking to see how um how we do as far as controlling the tempo um being able to get open looks and being able to knock them down because that's something that this team has um definitely probably not been like the full emphasis but there's definitely been some games where frankly we just weren't making shots and it was really affecting the game um and i think grand valley was definitely slightly one of them and it was in our favor early on but then obviously the turnovers kind of derailed us a little bit near the Mm -hmm. end but uh, a chance for redemption that's all we want right this that's all we've been looking forward to this game's been circled on the calendar i'm sure that the ladies have seen in the locker room every every day that um excuse me february 3rd it's going to be the time that we can get revenge on the Lakers and hopefully put the anchor down. Anchor down, baby. A- absolutely. Anchor down. But you want to hear some scores, or some, not scores, but the schedule for the GLIAC this upcoming week for other teams. Yes. Saginaw Valley is going to be hosting the Wayne State Warriors uh, on uh, tomorrow. So that's going to be a pretty good one. Saginaw Valley is probably going to get the W on both games since they're men and women for Wayne State. is super game. great. No, Thursday. Sorry, that's today. Oh, okay. I apologize. I misspoke. But Grand Valley is not going to get a break from the snowstorm that they're experiencing. They got to travel up to the Sioux oh. to take on Lake Superior State. That's going to be a good game. Two pretty good teams. Uh, you know, Lake State's middle of the GLIAC, so we'll see what happens. Um, Obviously, we're going to be hosting Davenport today. Uh, Purdue Northwest is going to be, tra- or sorry, Michigan Tech is going to be traveling to Purdue Northwest, going to be taking on the Pride. That's going to be a good game as well. Uh, Parkside then is also hosting uh, the Wildcats of Northern Michigan. So that's going to be uh, 
one to look out for as well. And then Saturday, uh, Purdue Northwest is going to be hosting Northern Michigan. We're going to be hosting Grand Valley State. Davenport is going to make the trip up to Lake Spear State. They got a doubleheader, or they got two um, games at home that they're hosting this weekend, so that's going to be good for them. Uh, Parkside has to host Michigan Tech. Hopefully they can get an upset there. I'm not sure if they will be able to because Michigan Tech is kind of rolling right now. And then Saginaw Valley is going to be traveling to Northwood, whose only game, uh, sorry, Northwood's only game is against Saginaw Valley this weekend and Saturday. Yeah, that's a that's a rip for the Grand Rapids teams and even like the South teams that have to travel because I mean there's like ten inches of snow like down 10, 11. south of us in the entire state. It seems we like. just missed it. Like it was like we got like an inch maybe yesterday, but like go down like twenty minutes on the highway. Like Cedar oh. Springs got like four inches. Yep. Like Grand Rapids got like eleven, twelve. Detroit got like sixteen. I think it was right. Yeah, it was it was like eight as of like I want to say like five o'clock yesterday. And it just kept on coming. Yeah, I, I heard from a friend down there that they were just still getting pounded upon. I was like, man, that's just rough because they're not my, used to one that. One of my friends in, or my cousin in that goes to Purdue and then one of my friends that goes to Illinois State, like they're, they're, they got like 18, 19 inches, almost 20. Like they got uh, class canceled throughout the rest of the week. That's like, like, rocky, that's like rocky Appalachian Mountain snowfall. Yeah, that's like blink of an Sheesh. eye you're going to get buried. All right. Make snowmen, I guess. That's the fun thing to do at yeah. this time. I mean, you don't have class. I mean, shoo, watch some movies, make some snowmen, go sledding, go snowboarding, have some fun. And if you don't like snow, don't worry. Wait two months and it'll be okay. Right? Thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah. Or go to Florida. That's, yeah, ob- that's the, the obvious option. I mean, spring break. Spring break. Only a month away. Spring break. We'll see. That'll be fun. But uh, anyway, moving on over. Tennis is in action this weekend. Their first home game of the new year. They're going to be taking on the Science of Aquinas. They're coming to town um, at 2 o'clock. The women's will be uh, playing as well as the men's at 5 o'clock over at the Racket Center. So that's tomorrow, Friday. If you want to go check out the tennis team, go watch them. They're really good and they're looking to be in the same position as last year, ring chasing. I mean, this team's got a lot of firepower both sides. So really looking forward to see. I mean, we didn't, we saw them definitely playing pretty competitively uh, at Western, but obviously, I mean, competing against a D1 program is pretty tough as of itself. So um, don't necessarily just look at that and say this team's awful. This is the same thing that we saw last year. Uh, Western got us a little bit early on, and then we figured it out. And, yeah, just won a couple conference rings. No big deal. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team does. I mean, really starting to gear up for the season, really beginning here soon. I mean, got a lot of non-conference matchups coming up, uh, but a lot of great tennis to be played. I mean, I'm really excited to see, like, Sam Stevenson, Morgan Waller, uh, two of our dominant on the women's side, really get back after it. They had a great season last year. Um, as well as on the men's side, I mean, a lot of new. There's some new faces in there. A little bit of a younger team, but we still got we still got some of the veteran presence of Deswall, uh, Yannick Alexander Madur, as well as Mathis Gur as well. Those guys are going to be playing really well, and really interested to see how the younger guys do as well. So, going to be fun tennis in action Friday. Go watch. It's a very fun sport to watch. Might I might have slept under the radar. I'm thinking about it. It might have slept under the radar. My roommates want to go watch. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. I haven't been to the racket center since like fresh year really? like we played uh like volleyball and like the racquetball racquetball yeah, yeah. Things. volleyball we that Yo, so i haven't been in there since then i haven't been in there for like two years oh really i've I been in there a couple times a while. yeah i'll be honest like 
for me personally, the investment of getting a racquetball membership that you can get the refundable fee from the university is not something I was interested in. So I got to go in there every semester and I just go walk around, be like, hey guys, what's up? And then I just cancel my fee and then I'm never there again. But I mean, if I cover tennis, I'm certainly going to go because I would love to watch. This well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're students, so we get to go, but absolutely. But yeah, I haven't been in the racquet center that much too. Why well, I would I would love to know how the the tennis matches go. I personally haven't been to a tennis match like I think for my entirety of my student semesters so far. My my whole three years, I don't think I've been to one yet. Well, you want to start tomorrow? Let's do it tomorrow. Let's go. Tomorrow, Join tomorrow, me, and we'll Joe. Start, go watch the women's and men's match, and we will go watch for sure. Uh, anyway, finishing out the well, almost finishing out the the Fair State sports schedule. We also had a last minute track and field ad as well. The women's side um, that did not end up participating uh, two weeks ago at Saginaw due to some COVID protocols. They're going to be racing. Um, at Grand Valley this weekend to kind of get back into that swing going down the stretch. They're going to be at the Snowdown Showdown. <laughs> what a what a corny name that is. Uh, but they'll be in action uh, tomorrow, Friday as well. You can follow all the results online with the links. Um, I mean, really, it's a lot of good racing coming up. I mean, last year this meet was pretty quick. Um, I know I personally did not race in it, but based off of what we saw, um, for really kind of an added meet, this wasn't a meet that necessarily has been on the I think the annual schedule at Grand Valley in a while, but they yeah. they added it like maybe one, well, maybe last year or two years ago. I want to say it's fairly new, but there's a lot of good teams there, so it's gonna be fun to see. Uh, got a lot to look forward to on the women's side. I mean, they're improving every single meet, um, and really seeing how they do is gonna be fun. But you can check out those live results and more, and we'll cover all the recap coming on our Tuesday show next week. But finishing out the Fair State Sports Report, in case you missed it, yesterday was a big time around campus. You probably didn't know exactly what was going on over at Wheeler Pavilion and Top Tiger Field. It was National Signing Day. I know I was not able to be in attendance for that, but I know my buddy across from me, Joe, was. I was. But it seemed like a pretty pretty, pretty solid class. I mean, obviously, I've looked into a lot of the athletes that are coming here, but I mean, based off of the, the press conference, it was a pretty good showing up in the press box there, Joe. It wasn't too bad. I mean, there was only about four media members, me, Travis, and then two other people, one from the Pioneer and then one from... Uh, another news out of Africa, which one it was, but it was pretty solid. I mean, it was a little bit low key. I was kind of expecting that since, uh, you know, basically all the news outlets in Grand Rapids were snowed in. Exactly. So they didn't want to send anybody out. So that was kind of unfortunate, but still able to get a pretty good showing in. It was about like an hour and a half long. Uh, but, you know, Anise had a lot to talk about his recruits. There's a lot of guys who really uh, caught his eye, especially, um, you know, a, I forget his name, the quarterback from Rockford. Uh, yeah, yeah, Zach. Yeah, Zach. Him. He was a guy who they really liked to see. He talked a lot about a lot about him, especially his athletic ability. You know, him being able to be pretty versatile. If they want to, you know, train him as a quarterback. I know they got Evan and Malik already, who are going to be able to do something. And you know, Jesse as well, who's probably going to get some more reps in quarterback, especially for the spring game, and hopefully mold into a more of a. Uh, starter or a backup uh, for next year, uh, for next season. So we'll see what they kind of do with him if they're going to be doing a lot. But there's a lot of other guys, too, that really caught my eye when I was reading their their accolades. And there's a lot of guys from West Michigan. Uh, that's the one thing that Ferris does is uh, recruit West Michigan and recruit Florida. 
Uh, they said that, or Anise said that they recruit pretty heavy down there. They just started as well, uh, kind of recruiting a little bit of Northeast Florida. They got two guys from, or one or two guys from there who uh, Anise are pretty solid for. But Brandon, there's a lot more guys we can talk about, but. Are there any kind of reading over that year that you kind of caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Zach Aaron, the uh, the guy we were just talking about, quarterback out of Rockford, um, definitely is a guy that we saw coming in um, like all, a long time ago. I mean, I think he verbally committed um, actually back, I think, almost in the uh, in last year uh, to come here. So, but I mean, definitely, I mean, I know personally uh, the being able to talk with uh, Jason Vanderlaan, who is now the OC there, just that connection, I'm sure brought attention to a niece when I'm sure um, I'm sure Jason reached out and said hey this guy's good you can bring him into the program I mean he could be a stud so mm-hmm. uh, it's great to have him uh, joining us I mean he's gonna be I mean really the thing with quarterbacks is you know when we we bring them in that they're gonna be really good quarterbacks the only thing that stinks is not all of them are gonna see the the field for 60 minutes in a football game that's just yeah. how it rolls but I mean when you get into your role I mean you can be a huge momentum factor in especially the bigger games like just the fact of like going back to the national championship game having like Jason or oh, excuse me Jason I'm caught up on Vanderlaan right now uh Jared going down with the the knee injury and then Malik coming in and we never lost fire and Evan coming in to finish the game like if you're a quarterback at first you're going to see the field taking your opportunity make advantage of it will keep you on the field so obviously bringing in those quarterbacks as well I saw there was a lot of specialists that were brought in which I'm mm-hmm. really really interested about uh I know Twinstra the uh the kicker punter from uh Hudsonville Uni Christian uh, seemed to be a good sighting. Eddie Jewett as well from Eaton Rapids. Seeing those guys probably Anise had a lot. Anise had a lot to talk about him. He's pretty excited for uh, what those two guys are going to be able to do. He talked about how Twinstra in the in the state final had uh, he averaged sixty yards per kick, yeah. which means seven of those were all touchbacks. And he was talking about how that's the one thing you want from a kicker is all touchbacks. So they're pretty excited for him. I mean, they don't carry. We don't carry a lot of kickers. Anise was talking about we maybe only carry one or two guys that you know will see the field, but. Uh, you know, I can definitely tell you that the special teams, especially for how highly Anis was talking about them, is going to be in pretty good hands. Some other guys as well on the offensive side that uh, Anis was talking about was Markel King. He may be short, but he is quick oh, as yeah. uh, lightning. He was talking about him. He And a lot of people are saying, uh, or Anis kind of uh, addressed a little bit, he said how a lot of people were wondering why we have so many guys who are, you know, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, even 5'7", you know, and he's like, well, I don't really care about the height. I just care about how they perform and what we're able to do with those guys. I mean, they got the speed and we'll be able to do some pretty good stuff with it. There's a lot of guys on the defensive side that I'm excited about to see, especially to add to some of the guys that we might be losing from our defense, but that can probably add or if not improve uh, what we already have. I mean, we're the number one defense, so it's going to be tough to do, but I think we're going to be in pretty good hands with this uh, upcoming uh influx of players that we got for this signing day as well as the guys who we signed last year and so on the guys who are going to be making the team a lot better so yeah I mean losing guys like Liam Daly Alex Thomas some of those guys have already declared for the draft so they're going to be they're going to be moving on so but seeing guys like uh, on tape that could be really good in those spots like CJ Jones Chris Jonas too just off the top of my head that can be uh, a really good impactful player uh, on the defensive side I mean Eric Jackson as well those guys bring a lot of versatility Damari Foster um definitely plays with his head down he'll be fun to watch so just the the fact of bringing in all these guys I mean you know for a fact that we're gonna they're gonna have the ability uh to get guys in and being able to see what they can do I mean especially in early parts of the season when we got some pretty tough we got some pretty tough games coming I mean we got Leonard Ryan now we're gonna be traveling down there I believe in week two that's been announced they were a national tournament team last year 
So it's going mm-hmm. to be fun. Uh, I know you touched on Markel King as well. I mean, Trey Redding is one guy that I also was looking into. I mean, out of the slot, that guy brings a lot of versatility as well. He's got some speed. He's got some good footwork um, and route running ability. So being able to see him, I'm really excited about um, uh, that. Our, our, the running back that we brought in from Chelsea uh, I'm blanking on his, or off his name right off the top of my head right now, even though I had it. Trenton in. Hill. Yes, Trenton Hill. Thank you. I think he'll be fun to watch, especially seeing how our running back room's going to shake out. Because, I mean, we're we're going to have Jeremy Burrell. Uh, I mean, there's a chance we might not have Marvin Campbell back next year. Uh, and just being able to see what we can get um, for for a lot of the depth at the running back position. Uh, I mean, we saw a lot of Clark this year um, at the end of games. Is he going to be that guy to fill in? Uh, I liked what I saw on, on tape from Trenton Hill. I mean, he's got great vision, great cutback speed. So, I mean, there's a lot of great guys that we, we're going to bring in and I'm sure going to get experience early on just to see how they take it. It's going to be fun. I'm really excited to see how this class does. 22 recruits for the year 2022. A little superstition there. At 222 is when... Uh... I know. Cool thing too is Coach Tony and he's, he had a, a alarm set for two twenty two to make a wish, and he said, "I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm sure you can guess uh, what I'm wishing for." So that's going to be a cool thing. And another little side note uh, for you, uh, you know, fitness people. Uh, Marco Fields, the six five, two hundred eighty five pound old lineman. I'm pretty sure, and he said he reps uh, two twenty five as a high school senior like twenty five times. Uh, so, that's NFL combine level. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh my, and you know when ridiculous. he hits, uh, and you know when he gets uh, with the weightlifting program here, he's gonna basically probably double that. So very much looking forward to the strength that these guys have. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to as well the Florida guys because uh, Anise and kind of Rob and stuff like that we talked about is a lot of the Florida guys. You know they're really skillful, but they're not always super. Uh, you know. Weightlift are they don't usually weightlift too much because they can you know work out and they can be outside and work on those skills all year long. But these Michigan guys, when you know the snow hits, you can't really do much on the field, so they're in the weight room. So a lot of these Michigan guys, we're really looking forward to their strength and their capability on the field with that stuff. And also, I'm really looking forward to these Florida guys coming in and getting in the weightlifting regimen and stuff like that and being able to already add to their impressive skill set. So a really great class of signees that are going to be coming into Big Rapids and guys who are going to be embodying that bulldog football way. So very excited for you. If you are a football fan of Fair State, so I'm excited. Brandon's excited. Anise is excited, which is the best part. And uh, I can definitely tell you that there's a good chance we might repeat this year as the number one team, already ranked preseason as the number one ranked team. So pretty exciting. Yeah, and I mean, we've had success in Florida with a lot of the recruits that we brought in. I mean, Marcus Taylor, Sidney McLeod, just to name a few. So uh, definitely nice to have that Florida pipeline still, despite the the West Michigan heavy recruiting class. But hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, going over the the final list of the twenty two for those that haven't seen yet. Um, going in alphabetical order: Zach Ern, quarterback out of Rockford; uh, Tim Allen, defensive lineman from Coopersville; uh, Dane Arnett, offensive lineman from Grand Haven; Jerome Baker, six uh, one linebacker from. Southfield A&T in the Detroit area. James Cummins, receiver from Flint Beecher. Andrew DeVries, an offensive lineman from Caledonia. Almarco Fields, as Joe mentioned, uh, the 285-pound offensive lineman from Reed's Puffer. Damari Foster, defensive back from Muskegon. Cam Heiss, offensive lineman from Cedar Springs. Trenton Hill, running back from Chelsea. Eric Jackson, DB from Largo, Florida. Eddie Jewett from Eaton Rapids at the specialist spot, along with Levi Toonstra, as we mentioned, from Hudsonville. Unity Christian, uh, Chris Jonas, 6'4 DB from Gainesville, Florida. I don't say that too often. Uh, CJ Jones, 6'2 linebacker from 
Grand Rapids Marquis Jones, defensive lineman, to at 295 pounds from River Rouge. Uh, Markel King from Wellington, Florida in the slot spot. Hey, size don't matter at 5'7". It's the speed that matters. Connor Milton, linebacker from Grand Rapids in the Forest Hills Central. Uh, El- Aquarius Ray, pronounced if, I, I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly, running back from Orange Park. Uh, Trey Redding, a slot, six-foot slot guy from Warren at Michigan Collegiate. Perion Sylvester, 6'3 DB from Gainesville, Florida. And Miles Walton, a Muskegon, born back from uh, at the DB spot. So that's the full list of the 22. If you want more highlights and more analysis on the recruiting class, you can go watch online on YouTube at the Ferris Athletic page. All the full press conference and all the highlight reels for all the players. It's fun that we got to see them. Because uh, there's a lot of skillful guys that are exciting to see that yeah. are coming into the program. But that's the Ferris State Sports Report. When we come back, March Madness is coming. Who are me and Joe picking to cut down the nets? We'll tell you. Stay tuned. And we're back from our quick break, getting a little bit of water in our system, taking a little bit of a bathroom break. You know how it is. We got to get, uh, you know, a little bit of a break in here because, you know, flapping our guns for a little bit gets a little bit a little bit tiring on us. But going to hop into some NCAA men's basketball, college basketball. It's doing some pretty good stuff right now. Some teams are really rolling right now. Uh, you know, Auburn obviously is the big one. 18 win streak, 21-1 and one overall. They're the top dogs. There's some other teams that are kind of competing. Duke is pretty surprising, 18-3. and three. I mean, UCLA, Purdue is trying to pick it up a little bit. They're 19-3, and three, but, you know, those losses are kind of big. But, Brandon, there's some teams that could really shock the world, especially with March Madness coming up. Only a month left until the conference playoffs and the conference championships. I mean, what teams are really surprising you? Which ones do you think you're you're going to be keeping your eye out for? Yeah, I mean, what we're seeing from Auburn right now is nothing short of spectacular. I mean, what Bruce Pearl has done with that program over the last couple years, locking him up was huge, absolutely huge for this Tiger program. I mean, they've been awesome. They're right now ranked number one in the AP, and although Gonzaga, I mean, is always going to be up there. They're number one in the coaches poll right now, despite the tie in points in from votes. So. I mean, I'm definitely looking at those two teams as frontrunners right now. Obviously, they, they're looking to be the, the Gonzaga-Baylor that we saw last year right now because, I mean, Baylor's been on a little bit of a slump. They've, they've dropped a couple games here. They're down to eight um, in both polls. So, I yeah. mean, I love the Bears, Joe. They, they, did me, they did me due diligence last year when I went through all the way and got that selection right. But, I mean, I would, I mean, I would even say, like, the fact of, like, Michigan State's defense – like what they showed, I mean, they were playing really well against Maryland, but I mean, they almost fell apart in the second half. But I mean, you still got to credit them. I mean, they're sixteen and four, they're thirteenth overall. I mean, they're gonna that that team right there is gonna be interesting to watch. Now with we got Wisconsin, we got oh excuse me, uh, Purdue, and we got like Ohio State that are all fighting at the bit for that top Big Ten spot. Like those are definitely gonna be some teams that you're gonna watch down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there's some teams in the top 25 that like I'm pretty surprised are here. You know, I mean, Kansas is starting to pick it up a little bit. They've had a little bit of a hiatus from that top 25 and being pretty good and kind of getting that recognition back a little bit. Villanova's back in talks. They're at number 12. I mean, Providence is making a surprising run. Uh, UConn is making a surprising run. Maybe they can go back to those Kemba Walker days where they were able to get that national championship. I mean, USC as well. Iowa State, I'd have no, I had no no idea. If you told me Iowa State at one point would be in the top 25 of this year, I would not have guessed that. And I mean, Texas, Marquette, LSU, some teams that are really making some really good runs so far. And I think it's going to be really, really setting up a really interesting conference championship weekend. 
especially for a lot of these teams that you know are really fighting for a spot right now and you know these teams are out of the top 25 fighting for a better spot in that march madness bracket i mean there's a lot of teams that we know that are you know on the cusp of you know a couple of losses they might be out of the tournament they might be in the nit and that's not something that you want especially for a major d1 program uh, and i think you can probably tell who i'm talking about uh, especially but i mean I'll, I'll just say it. Michigan right now is not playing super well. I don't think they're going to miss the March Madness by any chance. Uh, there's there's possibilities, but you know there's a lot of other teams too that are pretty surprising with you know their their lackluster seasons. Yeah, and I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run afraid for not talking about this team. I'm sure some people have thought about there. Oh, they're playing so bad. They're not going to talk about them. But uh, I mean in reality, to me, I feel like that Michigan's team this year is so much more raw than last year's team. Last year's team coming in with like guys like Mike Smith. I mean, we got guys that have returned for all for almost all four years on part of that team. We got Shawnee Brown. Those guys, transfer-wise, are a lot more polished than a lot of the guys that we have this year with, like, Devontae Jones, uh, like having some, some guys transfer in. I mean, it's just been a much more of a developing year. And, I mean, I'm not going to hold out the, the fact they could miss the tournament because right now they're they're in the first four out, according to a lot of bracketologists. But I think it's hard to imagine them missing the tournament after what we did last year. So I'm not going to completely say that they won't. I think they still have a pretty good shot. But, I mean, there's a lot of teams that I, I've seen that have played pretty good basketball that, I mean, we could be watching out for. I think Miami is one of them. I mean, they're a 15-win team, and they're not in the top 25 just because of a lot of the co- the competition, a lot of the runs some of the teams have had as of late, a la Marquette, a la LSU, who might be dropping out after the way they've played over the last couple of weeks. And, I mean, even, like, looking over some of the other teams, too. Like, I mean, we got Texas and Texas Tech in the 14 to 23 range. We know both of those teams are pretty good. I mean, Texas Tech just beat Texas despite Chris Beard uh, getting trying to get his revenge game. So I think you got to think of Texas Tech's up there, too. I mean, Houston's defense also looks elite once again. So the fact is that they might be going back to the Final Four again. There's a lot of good options. I will say, though, out of all of these right now, um, I won't t- I won't take any of the top two teams because that'd be too easy. One team that I think could sneakily have a good run to to cut down the nets, I would say this year is I would I'd have to say that you'd have to throw in the the veteran team uh, of Villanova in there. I mean, I they're younger than they used to be, but I mean Jay Wright's got this team back on track. Last year was a little bit uh of a little bit of a skid, but this team has taken care of business against some teams. They only have a couple quality losses. They only lost they've lost to Baylor, they've lost to Purdue, and they've lost to UCLA. All of them were in the top five when they've played them. And I mean the I mean Marquette got them a little bit here as of late, but I mean that that team still looks pretty good. Just the fact they got like Connor Gillespie that have been has been playing really well, Justin Moore as well. They got a lot of good pieces there. I'm not necessarily th- thinking that they're going to be like my favorite to cut down the nets. Uh, I think right now I would still I'll still hold out my hope that Baylor can get back up there. But I mean Auburn and Gonzaga are certainly other favorites right now. But I think you can you know, I think we should watch out for Villanova a little bit because they're going to be slept on with five losses. But I mean those were quality losses and they're still going to push their way up because I don't trust some teams ahead of them like Kansas. I don't trust Kansas one bit. Yeah, I think Kansas especially is uh they're really solid right now. But you know there can be a fluke in the season. They could go downhill pretty fast. Uh, but, you know, there's some really good games this week that could kind of decide where teams are going to be uh, in the top 25 and kind of give them a chance to really either, you know, not ruin their season, but kind of throw a skid in a little bit or really do well. Uh, this, I mean, 
today, especially at 8 o'clock, UCLA is going to be taking on Arizona, number three and number seven. That oh, one's yeah. going to be really good. Uh, you know, Saturday, Connecticut versus Villanova, two top uh, top teams, 12 and 17. That could really shake it up a little bit, send one down a little bit to the 20s. Uh, Iowa State and Texas, this is the fighting for their spot in the top 25. If either one loses, I think they're going to be out for it, and it's going to be a good chance for both of them to move up in the rankings. I mean, Baylor, Kansas as well. I mean, Michigan State has a game against Rutgers. Rutgers took down Purdue earlier in the season, so they're not going to be sleeping on this game one bit. USC, Arizona, another uh, top 25 matchup. So, you know, this weekend is going to be a star-studded uh, weekend of basketball. And it's going to be one that uh, a lot of people are going to be wanting to keep an eye on because it's going to be a great weekend of it. Yeah, I love the fact you brought up some of those big games because, like, Arizona-UCLA is one that I'm certainly going to be checking in on the score. I mean, UCLA beat Arizona at home earlier this year, uh, I believe back in January. So I'm, I'm certainly going to be looking at them as a top-tier as a top tier team to bounce back this week. I mean, a 7-over-3 would certainly shake up the standings. Uh, but I mean, there. I mean, there's just so many good good teams right now this year, and I think the difference of feel, like there, there's the two runaways right now. I mean, obviously, pretty pretty obvious to say that Auburn and Gonzaga are undisputed in the number yeah. one category. But I mean, after that, like we've usually seen like powerhouse teams of like you know, obviously the blue bloods of Kansas and Duke and all of those teams where you're like, oh yeah, obviously they're gonna be in that category, but. I mean, you got so many other programs that have pushed their way up there this year. Purdue, especially. Uh, I th- you got Wisconsin up there too that have been starting to move up the ladder. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky's back to where they are. I mean, just good to see them back. So, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of big name teams that I've seen play some really good basketball that are in the top ten, but not in those top two spots. That you're like, man, any given day we could see we could see one of the top teams lose. And I mean, especially if that came in March Madness. I mean, that just make it even better. Yeah, for sure. This is probably going to be a... I mean, March Madness is probably the greatest time for any sports fan. I mean, you're going to be seeing some great action-packed basketball. And, I mean, there's a lot of games, too, that I'm looking forward to this weekend uh, that I'll have to keep my eye on as well. But, you know, I mean, this is this is going to be a big one for a lot of these teams who are fighting for good spots in their, in their conference, uh, who are fighting for some good spots for their conference tournament. And, I mean, this weekend has some pretty big repercussions to it for teams that lose. Yeah. I think if I had to make a pick right now of teams, I mean, I mentioned Villanova as a team that I think I'd more, I think I more want to watch rather than actually pick them. Uh, I would honestly say that right now I love the way that I, I love the way Arizona's playing. I mean, they've been a little inconsistent, and that's been a little bit of a question mark for them. Uh, it just scares me a little bit because Arizona's been always that team that's like. You know, you go in like Kansas, like they're gonna probably win a couple games, but you kn- you almost kind of know they're not gonna go all the way. Like if I had, if you told me like I had to put a twenty dollar bet on somebody right now, I'm picking Gonzaga one hundred percent just what from what they've done and what they have, what they still are gonna be able to do this season. I think they're still undisputed the favorites despite sure. Auburn over top of them. But I think Arizona's a legit shot. I just want to see them play more consistently. The inconsistency is probably what's gonna kill them, especially if they have to play teams that are more consistent, like Duke, like Kentucky, like Baylor. So. It's it's gonna be interesting to see. What do you got your who's who's which team you got your eye on, Joe? Um, I'm excited to see if Baylor is gonna be able to really pick it up. I mean, they're 19 three, so they're not too bad. But they did just uh you know pick up their third loss just last weekend. Uh, so hopefully they can build up a little bit of a win streak. Obviously Auburn, uh, they came kind of came out of nowhere. I was not expecting them to have as good of a season as they did. They played pretty solid last year, but I mean an 18 game win streak. You know they got a good chance to really make history with their season. 
Uh, Purdue, I'm pretty excited for. I'm just really worried about when they, you know, come down to big games when they have to play, like uh, especially later on in March Madness when they have to play those guys and those teams that are really good. Uh, they seem to, I want to say choke, but they definitely seem to, you know, lose some of their abilities uh, when they have to play those type of teams. And then. I think a big one too is you know Texas Tech. I'm pretty yeah. excited for the Red Raider basketball. I mean they've they've been you know priming or for these past couple of years they've been you know a force to be reckoned with. You know they might not be in the top 25, but they'll go pretty far uh, in the March Madness bracket. So excited to see how they they finish up their season and how they're going to be pretty uh, raring to go for this kind of you know latter end of it. Uh, but those are some of the teams that are really catching my eye and ones that I'm kind of going to be rooting for when it comes to March Madness. Absolutely. We'll be covering more March Madness as the year goes on, especially after the Super Bowl. We'll get that coverage coming next week. But yeah, I would say a bold prediction. Texas makes it into the top five at one point this year. I will say that right now that I think that defense is too good. Even though they don't have Chris Beard, their head coach is getting the job done for sure it's going to be great but thank you guys for tuning in we appreciate your view a special thanks to brendan mccallion for coming on as well uh we love talking to him and all of his superstitions maybe we should set up uh maybe Maybe we should maybe we should have some superstitions for the podcast yeah i was just thinking of some pregame routines yeah i know you you always bring in your gatorade bottle and i always bring in a a phone charger but i mean hey maybe we start something maybe we do who knows maybe same song beginning of the I don't know. Let us know yeah, which we superstitions have to, we might should have to start. Get some more consistency here. Who knows yeah, about it? But. We'll see. But let us know if you guys would love to see the superstition. Well, I guess that would be a that would be a fan vote. We'll make it a fan vote because I know you guys are voting on Spotify. We love hearing that. And yes, Tom Brady did retire. Unlike some of the the votes that we got <laughs> that said he wasn't going to. Sorry, I guess Tom changed his mind. But until next time, guys. Take care, everybody. <laughs>